0: Hey everyone, I am doing my best to drop, um, my podcasts weekly, either on Wednesday or Thursdays, um, so I am, uh, making a new episode now, um, I had an opportunity to to speak with someone via email, back and forth, and her name is Risha, and she wanted to, um, come on and tell her story, um, it's, it's, um, There's, there's a lot to it. A lot of it's, you know, like I normally do just kind of off the cuff and everything else. We had a really genuine, good conversation. Um, and I, I really enjoy reaching out to other people and speaking to other people about what they're going through. Um, I feel it to be kind of helpful for, for, you know, multiple reasons for, you know, my own health, my own healing, um, others healing and growth, um, and just relatable you know sometimes we just want to hear that we're not alone um and this is this is uh risha's story um thank you guys oh so i mean let's jump into it
1: okay (laughs) Okay. I, uh, I consider myself to be an awful storyteller, so I'm not really, I am kind of neurotic, but I, I'm like, all right, I'll write down some notes. And it's the first time I've tried to write it all down. It was, it was an experience in itself, I suppose. Right. Um, yeah, I feel so- like
0: notes, notes are helpful for sure, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's just kind of, yeah, I mean, I guess for at least this episode slash, you know, discussion, it's just kind of laying out your story. You know?
1: okay okay um yeah I mean I'm uh I guess I'm probably close to five years in um to starting to realize what I was dealing with yeah um you know that it, but it's so gradual and I feel like the more I've learned about you know people who have been in relationships with with narcissists especially in relationships with, that with marriage and with kids that it kind of goes one of two ways that you have those people who are discarded and, you know, that's its own situation. I was not discarded. Um, it was me kind of slowly putting these pieces together. And then it took me a while to, to have the, you know, have the strength to decide, okay, like this really, really isn't going to get any better. Um, which I think is, is kind of what your story has been as well. It takes a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I wish, and I, like, I, I started to think about red flags, you know, it, like it was immediate that I, I was seeing these things. Cause I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I didn't have any experience that I remember having this conversation with my mom a couple of years ago too like, I don't feel like I have any experience with this type of person. I didn't know this type of person existed. Right. Like, I don't feel like I didn't come from an abusive home. And I know they say that that's, you know, that a lot of that, you know, that can lead you to make decisions that land you in these situations. But um, I didn't come from that kind of situation. And I think I definitely see the best in people, um, which maybe that's half my problem.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm with you on that. I think that you know, I see the, I see, you know, the best in people and I see like the softer side and then it's like, oh, you know, there's, there's, there's potential, there's things to, you know, they just need to unleash this or unlock this certain mm-hmm. potential. And and then, you know, that can kind of carry over. I guess it's like a fixer mentality for me, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You Like everybody deserves right. forgiveness and you're, right. you know, you're always trying to get, explain away why they behave this way. So then you're going to be forgiving and then, next thing you know, (laughs) you wake up and you realize what you've done.
0: Um, and then you're way too deep into it to just like pick up and leave at that point, you know? (laughs)
1: Yes. I mean, I ended up, I left when my kids were one and three. So, um, I was on, I mean, so I wasn't that deep into it. I think I was probably at that point, probably five years into the relationship. Um, when I decided to leave but you know with small kids it's its own I mean I think a lot of people thought it was out of my mind but
0: did you leave your children with him or did you bring them with you
1: um I did not have the ability to leave so when I actually went so I started I don't know probably six months before I actually left physically left the the family home I um I had contacted a lawyer and kind of started putting my ducks in order. Um, and when it was a couple months actually, before I was hoping to leave, um, things got a lot worse, um, to the point. And I, I was, I, and I, I covered up a lot of things that I eventually, I called the police one night, it, like, which was the first time that I ever done that. Um, and after after that, I I decided I had I had to leave. Like my lawyer had advised me not to, not to leave the family home because of you know your legal rights to the property and all that. There was no way in hell he was going to let me take the children out of the house. Right. Um, so you know I negotiated back and forth with him, and I pretty much gave up all of my rights to leave. Um, I said you know I would get every other weekend while we're still working this out. Um, and I, he allowed me to have dinners with the kids because I think it made it easier for him two nights a week.
0: Oh yeah. Um, Anything anything that's going to benefit them, they'll be like, Oh, could you do this? You know? Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Yes. I mean, I, I was perfectly fine to have them overnight when it was convenient for him. Right. But you know, other than that, it was not a, it wasn't a good environment. Um, but yeah, I had to leave Without them, um, so I got every other weekend, and I think that lasted for like two and a half months. That it was every other weekend, and then a couple nights a week. And that was really hard. Um, my three-year-old, the older, my older is a, my daughter, and she um, she's probably a lot more attached to him. She's kind of his golden child, mm-hmm. uh, which has its own <laughs> set of concerns for me. Um, and then the one-year-old was very attached to me, and that that was really really hard. Um, but ultimately, you know, within a couple months with negotiating with, negotiating with lawyers, we are able to get 50-50. Oh. Um, so that's where we are now. We've been there for two and a half years, two years maybe. Um, so yeah, and it's, we have this weird rotating schedule because the kids can't be without seeing him for more than three days at a time. He believes it's not, you know, they need to see him very important for for the kids <laughs> so if we have this bizarre rotating schedule now, have they said impossible. that
0: or that's that's no. just what he's kind of conned the the courts into believing or
1: uh he didn't really I mean we settled we wrote we, we settled so the court it was me just signing it and hmm. saying okay fine if this is what it's gonna take um you know I think you know you said it and other people that you get like Trish was saying that you just you just want out yeah like and, and in retrospect like i do think i could have fought a lot harder um at the same time i don't know how much more i would have gotten
0: because right. i
1: think you know where i live is a state that favors 50 50. um there's really no documented reason besides like i have chains of emails that seem insane and in some behaviors but it's really hard I think to to show a court a court that you know someone is emotionally abusive
2: right
1: and my kids are young too so they're really compliant um which I think helps him when right. they're teenagers I'm really nervous
0: I just I just I'm still stuck like there's so many I feel like there's so many cases where they're is so much coercion and manipulation and trying to trap the other parent and screenshot you know threats you know screenshot Mm -hmm. I'm going to send that to my lawyer now you know that kind of stuff to where it's like how is how are the courts still just looking over this how are like the laws still not you know putting something into effect in the United States that (laughs) like this is an issue like this is a topic of, of of something that needs to. I don't know. It just well.
1: No, yeah. you're but you're right. There is the, So in the UK, they've got coercive control yeah. on the books now. But yeah. it is it's on a bill right now. I don't remember where I read it, but it's on a bill right now. Um, for in the US. Good. Who knows how long that's going to take? But right. it's right. somewhere. Um,
0: they're going to really like look into. I feel like like you know even when I got my uh, restraining order, you know, type situation it was still just like all circling around violence, you know, and she's not, she's been violent, but that's not her MO. Mm-hmm.
2: You
0: know, that's, that's just like, you know, that's the physical proof that I had evidence of that was, you know, pretty much just the the surface level stuff that wasn't like the emotional abuse and the verbal abuse and everything else is the things that sting tend oh, to more. Like you can smack me. I, I I mean, that didn't bother me other than like, oh, I got a mark. Now I can prove something mm-hmm. through the courts. Like,
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I will say like, I honestly, I thought it multiple times and I know he knew it too. I mean, it was all just, they, they know. They know where the boundary is. If they're too physical with you, then, then they've gone too far. Like right. he'd get in my face and be pressing yeah. his forehead against me. And I knew if I touched him, he would then claim that I started it. Right. Which was how many of it, so then I would do nothing. Right. I mean, they know where the line is and locking the, doors. Terrible. And,
0: yeah. The uh, I can't yeah. even imagine like the forehead, putting the forehead up against oh, your-
1: the worst, like against your face. It's just like, there's awesome. it's just such an asshole move. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I can right. swear, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm okay. sure you've heard me swear. <laughs> yes, I have. Okay. All right.
1: Um, But yeah, I I don't know. I I, I have hope, I guess, that maybe. But then realistically, when you think about it, how am I, I've had this conversation with my mom as well. She doesn't understand why the courts can't, like, why aren't they looking at these things more closely? But then you think about the amount of time and money it would take to really understand what goes on in these relationships, I I don't know. I don't know if it's ever realistically possible. Yeah. Which sucks.
0: Yeah. And, and you can't, this isn't something you can just do a nutshell version of. You can't like, cause they could pick a reactive abuse situation where you've reacted to things that they've done Absolutely. and be like, Oh, look at this. You know? I mean, and so if it's a nutshell version, it's just basically like, okay, well you said some horrible shit. You've said some horrible shit. Let's just keep it 50 50. Like, is it going to make a difference at that point? Unless you like are willing to spend 80 grand and, yes. you know, like just really nail it to somebody but I mean so tell me about the beginning like start the where 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 did you meet this person I mean how did it develop into what it was you know
1: so uh we we worked in the same school district we're both teachers um it's funny because he worked at the lower school than than I did and I remember you know in the beginning first year students you know they don't know what's going on but we're I'm dealing with high school kids so they're always watching like did you pull in in this car like they know eventually they notice that people are having conversations um and I just remember it was this really strange (laughs) lesson I don't know if you're familiar with Machiavelli the the prince Mm -hmm. is that like it's better to be what is it it's better to be hated or feared than hated it's better to be feared than loved right and um I was doing this lesson with the kids on Machiavelli. They read this passage, and I'm saying to them, I'm like, can you think of a person who is like this? Um, A lot of teachers might be like this sometimes where they prefer to be feared than liked by students because it uh, allows them to control. And one of the students gave his name. And I I laughed it off. I was like, ah, and I'm not making this up. This actually happened. And several kids were like, yeah, yeah, yeah and uh um, well, yeah, so we he reading. was
0: like junior high you were high school or yes
1: exactly oh. exactly oh.
0: so they had um, had him in previous years and like of yes. course they like pinpoint to that guy mm-hmm. and had you seen those types of things at that point
1: not really um no i i
0: he was still in I the bombing phase
1: yeah i mean i think it's all yeah it was definitely in the love bombing phase and I also think it's you know you always like take it with a grain of salt like the kids are oh there's sometimes there's overly dramatic about a teacher Uh, but yeah but um no they were right those 14 year old kids were right (laughs) um but yeah it it became relationshipy I think pretty fast compared to you know my history um and I don't know it just it's, it it just kind of happened very quickly and it seemed okay. And then I did notice, I think, you know, that there were things that were off when we'd get into arguments. Um, I'd only been in one previous longer term relationship prior to that. And, um, you know, he'd constantly throw that back at me like, well, you don't really have a lot of experience. And he was like, um, six, seven years older than me as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't that young. I was in my late twenties, but, um, you know, he'd always be like, well, you don't have a lot of experience. So this is, this is how it is. And I remember the first time he called me names and, and no one had ever called me. Like literally no one in my life had ever called me. Like maybe on the playground when I was like six, but I don't right. like no one I loved has ever like labeled me as something. They might really be mad at my behavior in a moment. Totally fine. Right. Um, yeah. The first time he called me names, I left, I was at his house. I got him in my car and I'm like, nope, and I left and I had I clearly had boundaries like and I right you know yeah. I knew that that was wrong and I remember driving back and like he called incessantly as I was driving back to my house and um, you know I, I, I said to him like no one's ever said anything like that to me and then again kind of wearing me down to say like, this is what's normal. I didn't really mean it. I'm just upset. And like, I, I don't know, oh. but I remember that conversation.
0: That brings up some memories for me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The the whole, like playing it off, like it's normal. Like, well, what no. what's, a, what's the big deal? Like, and then they going back and like retracing it, wait, but this is what happened. And then you said this, and then I did this. And like, you know, that just like trying to like, reiterate it in a way to where it's like, do you understand how I'm right now and and how you're wrong? Like now if I re-say, it, like you know, it's just like, no, but you called me names that like
1: yes. And you didn't so, need to call me names.
0: Yeah. Oh it, it's yeah. And I think the first few times I heard names was really shocking because I'd never been talked to like that either. And the same thing. It was just the boundaries were set. And I just let them let yeah. her walk all over them, you know, like,
1: yeah, oh. I, Sorry, yeah I wish we could all go back and <laughs> keep those boundaries. But I don't know. Um, yeah, it was part, it,
0: part of me is happy that I didn't, though, just because, you know, I mean, knowing me as an empath, I would have run into it eventually at some point yeah. or another. So if I would have left too soon, I probably wouldn't have learned my lesson, probably would yep. have found myself back in a situation like that you know, and who knows, it might've been with somebody even worse. Like, I don't, I don't know, you know,
1: that's a valid point. That's a very positive spin. That's a good point. <laughs> now, and again, I don't think you're wrong. Like I like myself better than I liked myself 10 yeah. years ago. So that's,
0: good. No, I agree. Fun. I agree. I was, I was, a, I was a loose cannon before. So I, yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like at least having children has changed me. There's some things that have definitely matured for sure. You know, I mean, bartending in Vegas, there's, there's, yeah. I mean, I was, I was loose. Like <laughs> there was no way, other way to put it. So, so
1: maybe it was the kids. Maybe it was the relationship. Maybe, maybe probably both. Was,
0: yeah. Maybe it was the demeaning and the, you know, <laughs> taking my giant head and just kind of like making it a regular size head. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, no. And you know what? There is like, I think if you, are, I, I question myself even now that I'm like, I, I have not that I I don't, I question whether or not I'm a, i am I am the narcissist. I think we've all had that that moment the more you yeah. learn you're like, maybe i'm the narcissist but oh, i think yeah. we all have you know you tend to have these narcissistic traits it's a spectrum like right. and if you're completely lacking of any narcissism then that's really not good either
2: okay.
1: right. but i'm constantly looking at it and wondering that but yeah maybe maybe it's it's good to get knocked into place so you didn't get more blown up i don't maybe that's the case yeah. for me too
0: <laughs> i think i think yeah, I, I think that there's a healthy, everyone has a healthy amount of narcissism for sure. I, I'm, uh, I, I think if you, I, I'm sure you've read it too, but the more you, um, if you're questioning, if you're a narcissist, you're not a narcissist. Like that's- I
1: find that interesting.
0: <laughs> you know, um, because usually narcissists immediately deny it and will never yeah. accept it. And, you know, I don't know if your narcissist was ever called out for being one by you. Did you ever
1: make that mistake? I may have early on. I honestly don't remember, but I could totally see myself like having had my, you know, 1130 at night, Google epiphany the next day, deciding that I was going to, I could see that, but I honestly don't remember.
0: I mean, if, if you would have, I would assume that, or if it was at least made vocal enough, you would know if you called him a narcissist, you know, (laughs) just because like yeah, they don't let that die on the branch. That's something that they're going to go after, you know? So, I mean, at least from, from my experience, from people I've talked to and emails and people that I've, you know, there's been a couple of people I've been in communication with, they, I'm sure sure they know who they are. (laughs) I made the mistake of calling my ex a narcissist and now, you know, he's looking things up or now she's looking things up and they're, you know she took this test and blah blah blah. And now she's mm-hmm. telling me she's not a narcissist because they had to go prove it to me by taking this are you a narcissist test? And then they told me that I'm the narcissist. And then it's like the mm-hmm. same thing happened for me, and it's just like I'm not a narcissist. I took this test and I took that test and I took this. And you know, but I did notice that you are, I did notice like reading over things that you definitely are. You've done this and you've done gaslighting and you've done projection and you've done, you know, and yeah. so they're it's just, oh, it's just painful, and then for months after that, it just never ends, like, yep. you know, yeah, oh, it's the worst thing you can do, <laughs> uh,
1: no, because I, I, that, well, then, now they're going to read all the same things you're reading,
0: which, mm-hmm.
1: you know, leads to God knows what, so exactly. that's tough,
0: exactly, that's, that's the scary part, that was, know and I knew better when I said it but I think I just lost my cool when I did it and I just kind of like let it let it fly and then I was like oh my god I can't believe I said that why did I say that why did I say that (laughs) and then it's like I instantly knew it was the wrong thing to say but Mm -hmm. then at that point I was so angry you know and I was trying so hard to do the gray gray rock method and I was you know doing really well and just ignoring ignoring but she would get to the point of blocking me in doorways not letting me out of rooms attacking 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 um, yeah. making me feel like I had nowhere to go. You know, my eyes are dodgy and
1: yeah, the, the trapped feeling is, Oh my like, God. Oh, that Shouldn't was constant. Be. Just physically trapped emotion. Like everything I felt trapped every place I went. Yeah. All the time.
0: Pacing, just pacing the house. Just, I, I can't sit still because I can't be around you, but I can't be in this room because I'm afraid if I'm in this room, you're going to trap me in this room. So I'm going to keep walking in circles to, you know, avert the, the, the pain basically, yeah. But yeah. there's nowhere to run at the same time.
1: <laughs> and that's that's how actually how I ended up calling the cops finally. Was I like, mm. was physically trying to leave the house. Yeah. And just constantly get behind my car, <sighs> make it impossible, take the keys, da da da. So I called. Yeah. I that was it.
0: And because then the cops had were had probably job. like, let her leave the house. And exactly. he was like, Of course I will. You yeah. know oh, yeah. I was,
1: I didn't really want to stop her. I just hmm. yeah. Oh
2: yeah
1: <laughs> wonderful um yeah but it's it's so like I think as was I was thinking back on it a friend who I'm I'm still friends. I actually talked to him today he kind of introduced us because he had worked um in the same school as my ex um prior to working with me and um he had mixed feelings about him and uh you know after that incident with the name calling I you know in I think a lot of us you know the millennial age group we tend you go on google i'm gonna google the right. fuck out of this i'm gonna find the answers so yes. i realized that this was like emotional abuse some of it and i'm like yeah right. oh, that's not good printed out a bunch of stuff i go to work i'm talking to him and he's like oh that's not good i yeah man. and he's you know he's trying to be supportive but also you know i mean you can only stick your nose in something so much
0: You've got to be um, very careful when you're supporting someone who's being abused because uh-huh. eventually they'll just get either, you know, there's a couple things that will happen. Either me, if I had somebody that was too supportive to me, but was telling me to leave my narcissist, I'm probably going to just stop talking to that person because then I feel guilty and shameful. Yes. You know, yes. so if they, if they're too strong against it, I would have just ended up stopped talking to them because I would have felt so guilty that I didn't do it or like having to go back and be like, oh yeah, I figured it out, you know, we talked it out. I, I didn't want that shame and that guilt. Oh, it's
1: shame, that's exactly what, and that I did the same thing. I kind of, I slowly stopped talking to people. Yeah. It's my own shame because I'm I'm embarrassed. Like
0: It's embarrassing, it's so yeah. embarrassing. It's like, I can't believe I'm still putting up with this. Yeah. I just can't deal with it. And so no. I just stopped talking to those people that were like super supportive and good for me, you know? It's so just, It's so twisted, <laughs> it really is.
1: <laughs> but then, I mean, but then from the other side, now I don't know about you, but I have, you know, I have friends who are in tough situations. And, you know, in our group of friends, they're like constantly in, like, like trying to like support her and tell her new things and checking in on her. And I'm like, guys, that actually really doesn't matter. And like, just right. be there.
2: Right. Like,
1: she's not going to be ready until she's ready. Right. Period. Like, I wouldn't have listened to a damn person. Yep. And maybe I'm stubborn. That probably is part of it too, but. There's,
0: um, a, there's, there's some stubbornness. I think that there might even be a way that one is brought up. I know me, I was brought up super religious. Um, I think that has a lot to do with why I had so much loyalty to my situation. You say uh-huh. a vow, you don't break that vow and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And you know, the only reasons for divorce or like infidelity or this or that, like there's, there's different things, but just like your wife's being mean to you, so what? like mm-hmm. you know like, well, I, it's reason.
1: funny you bring up religion because i i and i i like i started journaling in the end of the relationship too i realized like so i i converted to catholic i'm like a weird person i converted to catholicism in my early 20s but anyway so <laughs> uh, but i have, i have like i'm a very faithful person
2: right
1: so i mean right. i don't necessarily love the catholic church but I'm, i have a lot of faith right so I think a huge part of it was I had this total belief and total faith that, like, we should all try to be like Jesus Christ. Like, I believe that, like, you had to be kind and you had to be forgiving. And that is love. It's not love unless you forgive. and Right. And, and, yeah, and a that's part of, part of like, that's, like,
0: Jesus's yeah. belief system and, like, the Sermon yes. on the Mount. And, you know, like, actually, I don't know if, because does Catholicism do the New Testament? Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a different religion that does only old Testament. I don't know, but the
1: Hebrew, yeah, if you're Jewish, it's just Jewish. The,
0: the. Oh yeah. The that's, that's what I'm sorry. Yeah. That was really stupid of me. I should have known that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean the, the sermon on the mass, like turn the other cheek and yes. you know, um, all these different things and blessed is the meek and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. It's basically telling you to just, you know, take it and just mm-hmm. be forgiving and just kind of like show them through your kind deeds, how to be.
2: But mm-hmm.
0: that's, I mean, totally relevant if you're speaking of logical people, but when you're speaking mm-hmm. about someone with a mental disorder, it's a completely different ball game. And that kind of stuff is out the window, but you don't realize that, nope. you know, you just have these these core belief systems that, you know, if I just show them love, if I show them unconditional love, love, yes. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, good, you know, all the different, like mm-hmm. the, the different levels, all these different things. And it's just like, ugh. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And you want it to be reciprocated. And then like, eventually you just realize it's just never going to be reciprocated. But there's, there's a pattern that, yeah, you're right. No, no matter what, they're never going to come out of it unless they're ready to. And there's a denial phase and there's an acceptance phase. There's like Mm -hmm. a discovery phase. Like there's all these different phases that one has to go through. It's not just like, because you're her friend or his friend and just be like, yo, you really need to leave her that's not, that's not gonna, that's not gonna cut it. No matter if you no. say they're super abusive, this isn't right, that's so messed up. It doesn't matter. Like they have to, they have to go through the journey.
1: It's it's really hard to watch, I think for, for love. I don't know why it's maybe it, having been through it. I, it's not as difficult. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I was able to prevent it for people, you know, yeah. teaching high school kids. I wish I could save them. Yeah. <laughs> and, um,
0: I'm sure you yeah. probably even at high school level you probably see some like personalities that you're like oh sure yeah. you red flags and some kids
1: yeah <laughs> <For sure>. yeah <laughs> yeah they do I do I do well now that I know now that I know uh, yeah I mean again you, you I think we all get out of these things and we you, you end up with a PhD and narcissism I'm like <laughs> you read everything yeah, you and don't need my, a
0: degree yeah you don't yeah. need the degree at all
1: oh god no, <laughs> no. my um. One of my good friends is a sh- social worker, and um, probably a year, year and a half into the relationship with my ex, she and I were out to breakfast, and I was describing to her kind of the behaviors of my ex and like his mom and their relationship. And she mentioned, and I remember this, she mentioned uh, cluster B. Mm. And I was like, I, I didn't know what that was. Like, I'm not a social worker, I don't know. Um, so you know she just and I asked and she described like narcissism so I was like oh narcissism no he's not vain like no that doesn't and and I I just I thought about narcissism in like that classical like grandiose sense yep that's all
0: that's literally what I thought I thought vanity that was the first thing that what? popped in my head like super arrogant outgoing like but like openly vain to where everybody knew they were super vain you know and that's yep. just oh my god my my computer's going crazy um <laughs> yeah no I did you're right I, I I thought the same thing and I I brushed it off at the time did oh, you yeah. brush it off too
1: yep yeah I I heard her and I'm like no I don't think that's great right because you know he's not this. maybe his mom is but no that's not him right but mm. Again, when
0: did you discover it then? Like, did you, did you go back and, and, or did somebody else kind of explain it to you in a different way?
1: I think as things got worse over time, I just, I'd like Google very specific questions and it would lead me down the path. And then I got farther and farther into it before I was like, okay, no, actually this is, I I also, I was starting or I periodically all along, I would write down conversations that we would have. I'd get back upstairs and write things down. Um, because I mean, I was constantly being told that I had terrible memory.
0: Yep. Oh and, yeah. I was so bad yeah, too. Oh yeah. Which yeah, is part of the gaslighting thing. That's just setting you yes. up for gaslighting. Yeah. If they can convince you that your memory sucks, then they can just <laughs> change the history all the time.
1: <laughs> and, and that's exactly how it, it still works that way. We're, con- I'm still like at a point where every, like we had a conversation three weeks ago that I, he didn't say any of the things he said it just yeah. didn't happen. So <laughs> now I'm. Next time we're having a conversation, I'll record again, but that's an ongoing battle. Um, But yeah, I I mean, it's, I, things got, I was, I wanted to be out of it so many times. And I just, very unfortunately, he had a traumatic brain injury at my friend's wedding. He was like a belligerent drunk. So if he drank, he was a, he couldn't cover up who he was. So all of those terrible sides of him would come out. So at a friend's wedding, um, you know, he was completely obnoxious. And a couple of my friends were escorting him out. And I was, I was done at that point. Like I was done again. Like this was it fine. And um, yeah, he, he fell someplace in the city we were in and uh, I didn't, couldn't track him down. It took like 14 hours to find him at a major hospital. He had fallen and hit his head so um with that it was great i was then rolled into this this cycle and part of it was
0: there's a um, trauma like, bond there some sort. yeah
1: from. like the and the guilt like i had let him leave on his own and right. um my friends were the last people to see him as they left like they just let him go outside of the hotel
0: I mean, where were you at this point in your relationship with him? Was it, was, did you kind of already know who he was at this point?
1: Uh, We, he was starting, it was becoming a little bit clearer. Like we couldn't, we didn't, we weren't like crazy drinkers, but we were in our twenties and, you know, we'd go uh, socially and then we drink and it always ended terribly, like really, really bad Yeah, because he could not just have fun and be friends like with people he would always like he got got into a huge fight with a friend like a month before a friend's husband a month before and um so it was already a kind of a precarious situation i I was i was i was just kind of done with it it was but then this happens and now I'm like, now I've got, I'm the only connection with his family. So I had to call the family and explain, like he's in the ICU, he's been intubated, like all of this shit. And, and then I'm, I'm in it. Like he had a bad relationship with his parents already because they had tried to force him into uh, counseling. When I first met him, he wasn't speaking to them because yeah. they said they wouldn't have a relationship with him unless he sought counseling. Mm. Of course he explained to me that it was all their fault because his mom's a terrible narcissistic person
2: yeah.
1: um which is partially true i'm sure i i mean she never treated me that way but i can see things um but you know so their, their relationship was not good so you know he got out of the he went he was in the hospital then he was in a rehab for a few weeks so the whole thing was probably three and a half weeks and um he gets home and his parents live out of state they live you know two and a half three hours away he hasn't had any family. So now all of a sudden I'm also a caretaker. Um, and again, it's a sense of obligation. Like, I mean, you can't, I'm not gonna dump someone who just had a head injury, even though 12 hours prior, like, I wanted to.
0: I was gonna um, say, how did you feel about like secretly? How did you feel? I'm just curious, like-
1: Oh, I just, you I felt- I you felt, had a head
0: injury, were you like, ooh, did you, yeah. was there a part of you that was like, I hope it was bad. <laughs> like, I know that no, sounds horrible. That I know that sounds really wow. mean, but like, I know with me, there were so many times where my ex was like, I think I have cancer. I think I have cancer. And there were thoughts inside my head. You know, you don't say them out loud, but <laughs> if you've been abused for years and years and years, there's a part of me that was like, like I started fantasizing about what life would be like without her. And if she did have cancer and if she did pass, then I'm like, Oh, would I have to fake? Like I'm sad because I feel like I would feel really free if this was to happen. And that's so, so dark. And it's like they unlock the darkest parts of you because you've Uh been like, you literally feel like you're, you're, you're trapped, you know? So I was just curious to know if like you had any of those thoughts
1: I do crap. now, 100% now. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, I said to, you know, my best friend, my mom, I, I mean, le- the only person in my whole life that I've ever wished would die. Yeah.
0: That,
1: like legit. Yeah, and,
0: then, yeah, and I, I'm the same way. I've never, never that, felt that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, just because of the damage she's doing to my kids, I still probably wouldn't care. I mean, that's which sounds really awful. Totally um, get it. <laughs> clearly, I would never do anything to her um, no, no. I don't care enough about her to do something like that but at the same yeah. time if something yeah. was to happen it's just kind of like
1: no I know it's it's, it be it's a very like, odd place to be to just to feel that, that apathetic sucks,
0: though you know? like I don't want to I don't ever want to feel that way towards anything or anyone, For like, anyone just not our, that's not our person I don't think that's our personalities as empaths anyways to like have that much resentment or hatred or anything and in, in us know. you know but
1: but with the, when the kids are small, I think it's hard yeah. to not, it's like a constant fear that like it's just, I, I mean, you can do everything in your power to try to separate yourself and try to gray rock, but they're still, that's your, those are your kids. Like, yeah, ugh, that, they
0: can dangle those funny. kids in front of you at any moment, you know, not literally, but metaphorically and, and get you, you know, they, yep. they, they, they will take you right out of that gray rock real fast. Yep. Um, If you're living with them, you don't have any escape. You know, that's what I mean. I I know I've talked to people in the past and, you know, still do talk to people that have been trying their best to kind of maintain and make things work and and try all the things that they can, you know, which is admirable because I literally did the same thing. You know, I I was with my ex for what 12 years, I think, altogether. And yeah, I I felt like I needed to leave, I didn't want to leave any stones unturned before Mm -hmm. finally just kind of, you know,
1: leaving so. well I mean we've already slipped into the dark side of it I mean the only reason I left is I was at, I was at the point where I was contemplating suicide
2: yeah
1: um like I just I was like literally I felt so trapped and I'm not I, I I'm not a person who would had suicidal thoughts right in my life right um but it felt like I was so trapped and there was no way out and and I felt like me being in that house made the house more toxic for the kids Mm -hmm. i knew he was absolutely never going to let me you know take the kids so that wasn't i know some people have situations where the narcissists want that level of freedom to not have their kids but he's like he's getting a a grip on them yeah um
0: because if he has a grip on them he has a grip on you
1: yeah and i and they're really his only source of Anything anymore. Both of his parents are dead. His brother, he doesn't really have any relationship with, and he has pretty much no friends. Which
0: his friends probably rotate. I mean, he probably gets new groups of friends, just like mine. Yeah, the only friends he super keeps are those that are that are. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just whatever can fill her supply, but simultaneously, so either they're praising her all the time, and that's why they're friends, mm-hmm. or um, she's benefiting from them for her business or some kind of financial gain. So she'll put on that mask you know to make herself what she wants to make herself you know to them so there is some long-standing relationships that has kind of surprised me um Hmm. but then again the more i think about it i'm like oh it's because this girl's a photographer and she's a well-known photographer and she does photographs for her flower farm and brings models and does all these things that's why she's still friends with her oh this girl owns a yoga studio and has a lot of ins with other women that are into like that type of you know Mm -hmm. persona that she's trying to create so of course she's going to show this best side of herself to these people Mm -hmm. Um, but then the ones that have just been like exclusively friends that there were no actual you know business related type activities from I think there's only one friend that she has and they've kind of gone on and off and on and off. And I think that they're both kind of just as toxic as each other in different ways. I think, yeah. I think that friend has, um, has a codependency on her, almost like a relationship with the narcissist would be. So yeah. she kind of worked herself into this, um, you know, shame and guilt cycle. Cause I've seen some of the text messages between them to where now, you know, she would be like the, the flying monkey, quote unquote. Yep. Yeah what she's done to me, which, you know, I hate using that term, but I don't, I don't really know. I know that's a term that people are familiar with, but, yeah. um, <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm talking too much.
1: No, uh, you're not. No, this is good. Um, I don't know where I was. Um, yeah, I
0: mean, so, the yeah
1: the head injury. So that turned, yeah. At the time, no, I did. I, I, I felt obligated. I don't know if I would say that I like I didn't feel strongly about his health one way or another, but I felt obligated to be involved. Of course, um, yeah, and
0: I would have felt obligated, but I would have secretly.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, you know, I, I couldn't. I couldn't see the writing on the wall clearly at that point. At that point gotcha. Yeah, um, and then you know because I was serving as caretaker, he was out of work for a while. He was able to get you know some disability and things like that, but um, that. It was like four, four months. I mean, he, it was fat. He was lucky that he were, you know, that he was able to recover that fast. But, um, I was there so much at that point. I was practically living there. So then a few months later I moved in. So that then, then we got a dog. So the dog, I get and the together.
0: the, dog, the, more, the do- more things you can get together.
1: Mm-hmm. The dog was my idea. I always wanted the dog. This is going to be so great but I will say that as the, you know, in the next two years, it was like, I didn't leave, even though I wanted to, because of the dog, like, where am I going to go? I need, I need a rental that, that I can bring a large dog into. I can't do that. And I can't buy right now. So, you know, I stayed for the dog. I mean, I wrote it in a journal too. It's so crazy. Um, But then moving and then, oh God. And then, so I moved in in about a year. I can, see, just,
0: I can see your anxiety just in talking about it. I'm, I'm the same way when I talk about things. Like a lot of times people can't see my face, but I'm just like, uh, uh.
1: <laughs> it's just, yeah. The more you think about how you got where you got, it's just, oh, um, no, but so about a year later, Uh, another friend in the same group of friends is getting married. It's very weird how like we had head injury with one wedding and then the next wedding is happening. And the night before the rehearsal dinner, um, his father had a massive stroke. So really bad. Um, you know, we drive, we drive down to where, where the parents live. It's like two and a half, three hours away. Um, you know, dad's not, it's not going to go well. Um, so I am in the wedding. So I go back to be in the wedding and then turn around and drive right back. Um, and dad, dad dies now before dad dies, he's like semi-conscious in the hospital. Um, he, you know, he's, he appears to be cognizant, but I don't, I mean, who knows what that kind of thing The doctors really couldn't say. He was Totally nonverbal, not really responsive, Um, but his eyes are open and he's got some movement. So my ex asks his future sister-in-law, so his brother's fiance, he asks to take her engagement ring to borrow it. He borrows the engagement ring. And when we're in the waiting room in the hospital, he asks me to put the engagement ring on and explains to me that his dad really wanted us to get married and that he wants to tell his dad that we are now engaged. At this point, like I had said to him, I will not marry you unless we get couples counseling. Yeah. But his dad is about to die. And apparently this is his dad's dying wish, which I I don't even, I don't know.
0: Maybe that's even true.
1: Yes. Who the hell knows? So I put on this damn engagement ring. We go in, he puts my hand in his father's hand.
0: I don't know if any, I don't know. I I would never, I would like, as a parent, (laughs) like what normal person would be like, my dying wish is to see you marry this person. Like that's, I don't know that that just seems really far-fetched. You know,
1: and I mean, so much about this poor man's death is so dysfunctional with this family, so many things, but so we do that. So now we, before his father dies, his father dies two days later, we've now told his father that we are engaged to be married. We're not. So like a month and a half later on his dad's birthday, we hike a mountain and he proposes on his dad's birthday who just died a, so, week,
0: a week later you said
1: um about a month and a half maybe two half. months. yeah okay. so i again like what am i gonna do say no like you brought wow. me up you, he's in tears my dad loved this place this is so like oh it's just i i wish that i didn't i wish that i had said no yeah but th- that's not who i am like i was I, it's just a I feel shady, like there's so many boundaries yeah. there
0: that are a crop mm-hmm. and it's so that's so manipulative on a really deep level. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't even imagine what I would. Yeah. Say. I mean, of course, you're gonna say, "Yeah, you know, like yeah. who, who wouldn't?" I mean, you'd have to be stone cold. I mean, yeah. but I mean, you could have. Like, there's ways that we I could, could have. have done it in Mm -hmm. a way where it's like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if a dog dies and then you want to go buy another dog, it's like, why don't we wait until let's handle this first. And then Mm -hmm. once we handle this, then we'll move on to this. Like there could have been a way to say it, but like, you're so caught up in, in this person and their emotions and they're crying. And it's just so intense. It's like, how are you going to like, you know, their whole world is falling apart, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you, you don't want to be the straw that broke the camel's back.
1: Oh, no. And I mean, you don't, I mean, you don't add grief to grief if you're a kind person.
0: Right, right.
1: So, yeah. So that, that was our engagement story. Very beautiful.
0: (laughs) Almost. It's, yeah, it's, it's definitely more intense than mine. Mine was weak. (laughs) Mine was just a lot of shame, shame, shame. It was like, why haven't you, why haven't he, why haven't you yet? Why haven't you yet? Why haven't you yet? yet? And then her, you know, and then her mom, like pressure, pressure, pressure. And then her mom's like, I've got a guy, he can get a ring for you. Let's go pick out a ring. I'll buy it. You could just pay me back. You know, when you get your oh, taxes, no. you just pay me back. So I'm like, uh, okay. And so I, I mean, I'm like, for the last two years, I've been hearing about it. So I might as well just do it. I mean, I'm pretty much stuck at this point anyway, We <laughs> have a kid together, you know? And then I think it was like, I don't even remember what it was. It was just some random Saturday. Um, I had the ring and I was like, I don't know how to do this. And like, I think it was because I didn't really feel it, you know, Totally. and so I didn't know what to do. There's so much, every holiday is ruined. I'm sure you know that every holiday, Mm. any, any big day is ruined, you know? So it didn't, in in my mind at that moment, like, I was just kind of like, I had the ring in my pocket and I was just kind of like, fuck it. And I just, (laughs) just kind of like, she was sitting on the couch watching TV and I just kind of like, you know, gave it to her and got down on one knee and was like, you want to get married? Like, I love you. You know, like I like stumbled on my words and like anything I wanted to say was like out the window. I was so terrified, but I think I was so terrified because I knew I was going to be ridiculed no matter how it went down. But at the same time, I was feeling so much pressure I was like I have to do this because if I don't do this I'm going to continue to get ridiculed so I can't wait for the perfect moment I've just got to do it because like I've got so much pressure on me you know from her and her mom and everyone else to like finally tie the knot like I feel like she'll just be happy to get a ring after all this time so I just kind of did it and then and then I was just ridiculed forever anytime we'd watch a tv show Oh, look oh no how romantic he is look how he proposed oh look how much he cares about his woman you know or about a wedding or their vows or whatever it was like mm-hmm. oh man that's so romantic look at him on stage look at him at a ball game look at him you know professing his love for his woman I mean you just gave it to me when you were hung over and <laughs>
1: you now, did she do it like oh I'm just kidding around with you like the play like the ridicule that's kind of a joke Beautiful. Or was just straight ridicule like.
0: There was it was it was a lot of it was like when we were together alone it was kind of play it was more more ridicule when we were okay. around other people it was definitely more playful
1: okay yeah.
0: yeah so when we were around other people it was more just kind of like hinting
1: like
0: yeah it was little pokes is like oh you know this is how he proposed to me. I mean, we were just sitting around like he's so romantic and everyone's like, ha, 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 you know and then everyone laughs about it. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, well, you know she does, says the same things to me except in not nicer ways when we're at home, you know so, but I can't say that. When well, we
1: had to pick our, our wedding song. So, you know, fast forward another year and I just remember how terribly difficult it was to pick a like you know the the song that the couple dances to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it was so hard for me because every single song I would look at the lyrics and say "Mm, no no that's not him yeah no it was constantly me saying like I'd say but you don't feel that way about me I don't that's that's, we're not going to use that song that's not how you feel about me because I knew that you didn't feel that way about me and I will say that to you and he'd be like no 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 that I, I do I do I just I'm like no no what you did yesterday says that you didn't um and that alone uh, i think back on that experience and how hard it was to come up with a a stupid love song to dance to with this person was literally almost impossible i ended up picking we ended up picking a random song that none of us neither of us had ever heard before as the song because it had to be something so separate and to contrast that with like the relationship i've now been in for like two and a half years every damn song i hear on the radio i'm like oh like every song i'm like isn't this night i love every single song and i this would be a great like not that i'm getting married soon but um right i just like it's just so so different and uh i don't know it was just another (laughs) another thing i should have noticed and i didn't but
0: yeah Oh, no. I mean, you, you, I think that you're so close to the sun, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you just, you can't really see anything else. I mean, it's, it's, it's impossible. And it's such a web of, of interwoven traumas and everything else that, I mean, I, I I had similar experiences with, with my wedding for sure. So I mean, my vows, people, people thought that I was crying because I was just so in love with her at my vows, but like my vows, like I couldn't think of shit to say about her for days and days. And Mm -hmm. she wanted something that was really thought out, really planned out. Even birthday cards or Christmas cards, like if it was some long, heartfelt message inside, but Mm -hmm. I got to a point where I couldn't even, I couldn't buy birthday cards or Christmas cards or anything. I just, they were just blank. 100%. I would go to, I would go to blank inside cards because they're like, messages were such (laughs) bullshit.
1: Yes, because I'd be lying to you. I can't lie to you.
0: Right. So I'm just going to get a blank inside card, tell you that I care about you, you know? And I feel like the messages got shorter and shorter and shorter as time went on because I realized more and more and more, like, fuck it. Like, there's nothing I can do that's Mm going to make you, like, (laughs) you know, care. Like, I could write the longest heartfelt message and it doesn't matter. Like, so this is what you get. It got to a point where it's like, happy Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Period>. <laughs> heart, heart sign you know like not even writing out I love you just like a heart Oh, like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they are that's what that's what happens I think you know we start out having genuine love right and then they erode it yeah like you like I I will I I will never feel guilty about what I tried to do it seems like you feel like you tried everything you try and you, you are trying to be genuinely loving, like to get to a point where you erode that love. Well, I, I don't think that, I don't think the fault falls on us. I, I know.
0: But. No, no, it doesn't. And then that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I see that clearly and I hope other people see that. That's why, you know, why I want more people to come on and talk,
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: you know, I mean, where are you? So when you left, how did you leave? Like, was it a big deal? Was it like a big to do? Or was he just kind of like surrendered to it? and was like, okay, see you later. Like, what was the what was the straw that broke the camel's back?
1: Uh, well, it took about a month, I, I, I would say a month and a half of negotiation. I think I mean, a big part of it is, like I said, I got to a point where I was like, suicide. Or and I and then I realized I'm like, well, if you're willing to commit suicide,
0: right?
1: You're willing to throw everything out the window. Yeah. So I think I got to the, a point where I was quite honestly, and I would say it all the time. I would say, I don't give a fuck, I, and I I would say that to him. I I don't give a fuck anymore because I felt like, and I still, and this is one of the most painful parts of my life. I still feel like I can't protect my children. Yeah. And as a parent, that is, I, most people will never understand what that feels like, but I genuinely don't feel like, like people say, oh, I would die for my kids. Yep. I could die for my kids and it still wouldn't help them. It right. really, like, there's literally nothing you can do. And that part is the worst. Um, so I got to, was, my- I
0: could kill for my kids, but you could kill them for your kids but it right. still wouldn't help them because jail
1: wouldn't help and you're going like, to
0: jail and they're going to have issues for the rest of their yes, life
1: they're in their foster care. it's <laughs> like it, I, it that's the thing i think most people really don't understand like no. you get and with these kinds of people like it is not about how much you love your kids and how far you're willing to go like, yeah. there is nowhere to go you can't like you're stuck in this shitty situation um so that's I mean ultimately that's where I was I like I think when he realized that I didn't give a I didn't give a fuck about about the money um about what he said to other people about me what other people thought about me about anything yeah I was just gonna I'll sort it out after I had to leave yeah like it had to happen so I think when he realized that I genuinely was I was willing to just
0: I mean, you were pretty much in so much of a deep depression that like, even his gaslighting or whatever, just wasn't working on you at that point. Cause you just didn't
1: care. No, no, no. And I, I mean, in some ways that was the most powerful I'd felt in the entire yeah. relationship because yeah. I, like, to not care you're that, that's all it, they use your own care against you the whole time. Right.
0: right. That's their supply
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just sucking out of that energy mm-hmm. of, of, you know, caring. Yeah. Oh man, and, that's that's pretty powerful.
1: So yeah, that's that's. I mean, so I, I left. My parents helped me to get um. Get a house, well a, a duplex. I'm still in it now. Um, so that I was in a situation where I had three bedrooms, so I could get my kids, because I knew that right. that would be part of what he constantly he. I mean, honestly, since I was pregnant with my first child, that was the first time I left. I left for two days i think at that point he'd thrown all of my stuff off the deck one night um <laughs> so i had left sounds accurate stuff. yeah <laughs> um, so since then like the threat had always been like you're not stable emotionally you're not stable financially i will get the kids so mm-hmm. that was always the threat mm-hmm. um So once I got to the point where I was like, you can't use that threat anymore, I'm still going to leave. It's that important. Like dead parent or living parent who doesn't live with them, probably living parent who doesn't live with them. That's a better option. Right. Um, So yeah, I I left and it took a couple months and it was, it was really, really hard. Um, But
0: I mean, who did you lean on?
1: So, I mean, my, both of my parents were extremely supportive. Like he, he attempted to triangulate my mom a little bit right in the beginning, but she didn't buy it. Like no one really bought any of his shit. I will say that like, he's not, um, socially savvy enough to be that kind of narcissist that can really, like my friends never liked him, you know? Um, so I had all of my friends, that supported me. My parents were very supportive, financially in particular, because at that point, like, I had nothing. Yeah. Uh, we had a joint bank account. I mean, and he'd clear it out every time I would say I was leaving, he'd clear out the bank account, which was great. Um, I bounced a check once at daycare. That felt really cool. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: felt really cool. <laughs>
1: the poor lady who's taking care of my kid is like um your checkouts I'm like oh god
0: um, I bet I know what happened
1: yep <laughs> um yeah but it, they they supported me I was also like so I mentally I left that relationship a long time ago um yeah same it was just it was a shell at that point so by the time when I was when I had already said you know I'm Planning to leave when I was in, we are, you know, we were separated but living in the same house situation. I had started to reconnect with a person who I'm now in a relationship with, and that person has been very, uh, very helpful. I will say, I mean, in the beginning, I will say, you know, he's also got a an ex, but a very healthy person, um, and I took a lot of advice about how to do it well and do it in a healthy manner. Um, it took me a while to realize that that was impossible <laughs> with what I'm dealing with. Right. But um, yeah, so all of those, I pretty much everyone in my life was very supportive. I was very lucky.
0: Truly envy people that have like healthy exes. Mm-hmm. Where they actually get along and they're like, I totally, we're fine with each other. Like
1: they're friends.
0: We just didn't, we just didn't work out. It's like, Oh my God. Like I have so many exes that I could have been like that with that I had kids mm-hmm. with. And it's just, Oh, like the worst one of the whole pile. <laughs> like I had to like have babies with, like, you know, I love my kids dearly. I just, of course, it's just a tough, you know, spot, you know,
1: it is, it is.
0: <sighs> so,
1: yeah. So that was that. I mean,
0: so your parents got you. So did you already have the place when you moved out or like, did you stay with them for a little while or.
1: I didn't, I didn't leave until I, I locked this down. So I was, li- I was. Living in, like, you know, I, a lot of people have described this scenario like you're in a separate room. You don't eat in the same place. You don't watch TV in the same place. Like, we were, I did debate in living there. in the, bas- the basement of that house. Yeah. But um, I still, we still have a common kitchen and it wasn't, and then I had to move all my stuff. And I was like, well, we're still going to be forced to interact. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were apart for a long time before I actually moved. And then I moved right in here. And um, yeah,
0: so he knew he knew that you were looking for a place. He knew that there was a deal going on for the, the new place for you while you were still staying there. Yes, and yes. He I mean, didn't, I, he, he didn't try to manipulate and guess. I mean I, I mean, I feel like he would have, but was he trying yeah. to Hoover you in and try to keep you from doing that move?
1: Yes, yes, there were lots of attempts. I mean, I was resolute by the time, like this was like two years coming Like, I pretty much made up my mind on New Year's Eve of, and then six months later, I told him Hmm. that it was it. So I was, I, I I was pretty hard and fast on my decision at that point. So there was really nothing he could do. Um,
0: I would have been terrified staying there, like staying with him, like for your safety, you know, were you worried about your safety?
1: Yes. Yes. And there were many, times that then that's the point where i ended up calling the cops for the first time you know i i was never like no matter what would happen um i just i don't know it's the embarrassment there's so much embarrassment there um i didn't want people to know that i was dealing with that
0: i mean i feel like even being like someone uh, almost a public figure you're you know being a teacher and stuff like that like you know that's there's a lot of, of, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot that comes with that, that you don't want those types of things getting out there.
1: No, I mean, he would, if, if it came, one of us would lose a job. Yeah. um, Yeah. Depending on who's at fault. So that's a huge problem too. Um, So yeah, it was, it was tough, but you deal with what you deal with. And then I got out and that was hard. And within uh, two and a half months, then we had a 50-50 parenting schedule. So that was good. Um, I mean he went through two lawyers. Well, he went through he he went through three lawyers. that's um, the I'm first lawyer. <laughs> yeah. So the the first lawyer, she didn't last that long. I don't know if he fired her or she fired him kind of thing.
2: Mm.
1: He's very difficult as you would imagine, like very demanding, you know how they are. Mm -hmm. Um, The second lawyer was a much more experienced lawyer. So he's the one who actually took us through most of the negotiation of the agreement. And oftentimes, you know, we'd be sitting there and he'd like, I think a lot of the times he was explaining to him, like, you're not going to get that, you need to bend. And I don't think he liked that very much, but it did, because it was a much older gentleman with a lot of experience. He did seem to listen. Right. Whereas the first woman was like a young woman where I feel like he felt that he could just muscle her. And then the third lawyer, so the second lawyer decided not to work with him anymore after a while, understood. Yeah, I know what that meant. And then um, the third lawyer is another young woman and she's the one that we actually went to court with. And the, Even the day we went to court, I mean, he was going on about some absurdity of, like, he knew something, and he wanted it to be written in the, into the agreement by hand at the courthouse. But he wouldn't say what it was because there was some kind of manipulation to the taxes that he thought he was going to get me. And his, his lawyer is like rolling her eyes, and she doesn't know what to do with him because she can't, she couldn't control him. Right. There was nothing she could do. Um, but yeah, so he went through three lawyers in that process.
0: You've, a, you've actually gone to court and had to sit in court and go through that whole process. I mean, were you, did you have to go through the process of like him accusing you in front of, you know, like, was it like a back and forth thing? Like she's done this and she's done that. Or is it just very, for you, has it been very matter of fact, you know?
1: So the entire thing was negotiated pretty much outside of court. Right. Um, It took forever. And most of the money was mine because my lawyer is writing it. My lawyer is editing it. When he would just say, no,
2: yeah. Yeah. To,
1: and we'd ask, what section are you saying no to? Um, so that all happened outside of court. And then uh, probably it was probably like 10 months between the beginning of negotiation and the day we walked into the courtroom. You literally present it to the judge. Judge looked up at us. Do you both agree? We nod our heads and that's the end of it. That was it. Yeah.
2: Um.
1: I don't think you know there's no justice in this and i think that's the hardest thing for anyone to understand like friends they're like how how is it he can't behave like this this isn't like why is this allowed like it's it's not really about justice it's there is no justice
0: i think there's a there's a pro and con to going to court with the narcissist because i feel like they realize that they can't control everything and they can't manipulate Mm -hmm. the system like they can manipulate other people in their lives Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's a good point, but then they also see what they can and can't get away with, with certain things. And so then they're just kind of like, oh, well, I can work within the confines of the law and still fuck with you. Yeah. And I know that like, even though it's documented, I know that there's nothing that can be done about it. Like I can still be a complete asshole and still do things. And there's not really much you can do other than, you know, take
1: it. Yeah, you well, you file for contempt, and it costs you a lot of money. Right, and then uh, it's just they're told they have to follow the agreement. Like,
0: <laughs> there. Yeah. I
1: mean, I don't know. I mean, I I know that the last episode with Trish that she was saying like she wishes she went to court, um, but I think that, that in her situation she's also dealing with a lot more money. You know, I wasn't really trying to get money. I just wanted. I just wanted a fair shake to the house that we were living in, which I did not get, but I didn't care. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. And I think, I think for me, it's, it's more or less like, I just know that my entire relationship with her, you know, since the beginning has been, you know, like what she can get out of people, what she's gotten out of me, what she's gotten out of her grandfather, what she's gotten out of her mother, what she's gotten out of her father, like all these different people in her lives that have basically just like, been a constant financial supply for her where she just kind of dipped into the well and pulled out gold like and and just kind of been continuously handed things and just kind of like cried about it and whined about it and bitched about it and if you don't do it then the next thing you know it's just like shame on you shame on you shame on you for not you know taking care of me why are you not supporting me why are you not doing these things you know? And if you go to do anything like getting a haircut, getting new shoes that even they haven't bought shoes in two years, like you're ridiculed forever, you know? Um, so it's just, you know, she's always dipped into the pool of money. So I think for me, a big part of it was like, I knew that she was going to fight over money. Like, you know, she's already kind of showed that when I first moved out, I mean, ours was way more, more dramatic, (laughs) even though it was coming. She, I feel like she knew it was coming. I was sleeping in the basement for i mean for like it was crazy i mean like i'm gonna i'm not like ah uh, i mean our basement isn't finished i mean it's it's kind of finished it's not like a dungeon you know i mean it's it's okay um but it wasn't livable you know and she was like well you could just you know, we could just not be married and you can stay down there and we can still raise the kids together. And, you know- I got
2: that one too, yeah. Yeah,
0: towards like, oh, what's wrong with this? Like, let's just stay married for the kids. And like, we don't have to like be intimate. We could date other people. Like we could, you know, you you can create your own space in the basement and like-
1: Yeah, I was gonna, he offered me an open relationship, an open marriage. I was like, when have I ever wanted that?
0: (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, no, that sounds- awful so then you could like if I started dating somebody you could just ridicule them and like tell me all the things that suck about them and like ridicule me and you know like it's just like I know where that's going like that, that wasn't even a thought really like I thought like two seconds into the future on that and I'm like yeah no <laughs> like yeah. that that doesn't make any sense but in their own head I mean they, they just come up with all these scenarios that still kind of keep control over you but I mean yeah the, the I think the whole point there was just kind of like yeah, when I left, it was, it was just like going through the court system. I, I was done. If it wasn't for my sister, I was done. You know, she was just kind of like, trust me, you're going to regret it. Like, if you don't fight for it, you're going to regret it. Um, Get a lawyer, do this, do that, do this, do that, you know? And I was just kind of like, I don't care. Like, I don't care Uh about any of it. I just want what's fair, you know? And she's like, but what you're getting right now isn't fair. Like, yeah. She wants to go out with her friends. Guess who's there? You're there. She wants to go do work on this or that. Like, you're there. Like, every time you're off work, you're there. You're watching mm-hmm. the kids. She's showing up at 2 a.m. and kicking you out of the house. And then you go back to your apartment. And that's what was happening, mm-hmm. you know, at first. Yeah. Um, and I would do it for the kids. And she was of course dangling that carrot over my head of the kids saying like, you, you know, you were there for them for so many years and now you're not there for them and shame, shame, shame on you. And Mm -hmm. I remember sleeping on the couch, waking up at like literally like two or 3am with her just being like, okay, buddy. Okay, pal, pack your stuff up. Let's go. Let's go, buddy. Get, get the hell out. You don't live here. Get out. You know, it's like, she's like drunk, like showing up at 3am, like treating me like complete dog shit after like bending over backwards then i've got to get up at 8 a.m to go to work so then i've got to drive you know 40 minutes back to my house and then like somehow try to get some kind of sleep and then wake up and get ready and go to work uh and there were nights also that she would never come home she just wouldn't come home and i had to open it like you know the stores at like eight o'clock in the morning or 8 30 and she wouldn't show up until 7 45 and i had no work clothes with me so then i'd show up to my work late you know so i have to drive home and drive just completely inconsiderate Mm-hmm. oh sorry sorry yeah, no but
1: they use the kids yeah you're like you're right they use the kids as yep. this uh, I mean I think I, I I keep hearing and I've heard for I don't know three and a half years now the word bailing that I bailed on the marriage I bailed on the kids yeah yep. like and I just every single time no I did not
0: Mine is I, abandoned. Like I
1: left you I did not leave the children
0: right yeah mine is mine is abandoned you know the kids feel abandoned. you've abandoned us you've abandoned (laughs) the family and you know and I know she has her own issues with abandonment Mm. um, as well you know from her father and everything else so um I know abandonment has always been a huge issue with her so I've definitely abandoned her yeah not that she did anything wrong she did nothing wrong (laughs) (laughs) oh
1: it's terrible but yeah
0: points that you wanted to go over today
1: no, I think I mean the only I, I I don't know. I think we've already kind of we've danced around everything and this I, I think I found like for myself that that I've that after I got to that I don't give a fuck place.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then and then picked up the pieces and then kept walking forward and then figured out a new life. Like I I think, you know, to people who are still in the thick of it, I think there is hope, you know, that there is like, you do, you start to recognize like the small freedom, like yeah. not having to have a conversation and a negotiation about dinner. Like yeah. I just cook dinner. And I love that. I just like, just, there's so many things that are like, are so freeing. Yeah. And I have like, I there. I was like, I'm, I'm like a, once I had my kids, like I'm, I'm a single mom with a one-year-old and a three-year-old, like that's a lot. And yet it was easier than being yeah. married to that person. I had more free time then. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean, I don't mean in the sense of like only 50, 50 parenting, like in those two to three days that the kids were with me, I was still able to accomplish more. Right. Um, because you're, I'm not carrying the burden of all of his needs and his wants and his feelings Mm -hmm. and being responsible for all of it all the time. Because it's just the kids and I, and now we've just function. So
0: no, I'm, I'm the same way when I have my kids, it's just, it's, it's always just so peaceful, even when they like, I mean, I feel like they hold a lot of anxiety just because they have to live with her, you know, a significant amount of time too. But when I have them, it's just chill you know they they even expressed that to me last week you know when when I'm when I'm with you I'm just relaxed like we don't really do a lot but you know we do and we do we go for like hikes and stuff like that but like I think you know he means my older son specifically means like we don't do a lot because he's not having to you know do all the chores for the farm you know, their flower farm and everything else right. that you've got going on. And I'm sure she's, she's kind of utilized him as like the new role to, you know, the new yeah. caretaker role um, to, to feed her supply, which sucks. Yeah. Um, and you have to, you know, do
1: have to worry about that.
0: Yeah. I know. I've been worrying about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: You don't need to be told that.
0: <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, it, it's, no, I know. It's definitely something that has been brought up to me you know by multiple people like you know be careful of of him you know of you know your yeah. older son and
2: the older child
0: yeah and i'm like yeah no shit like i know like oh. i see it every week i have to unscrew his brain from all the manipulation and try to get him to just think straight again like he's just so uptight there's so many times we get in the car and he just wants to yell at his brother mm-hmm. you know just like Ugh! he's just this ball of anxiety I just kind of have to put my leg on, you know, my hand on his leg and just be like, hey, you're with me. Calm down. You know, just. That's,
1: that's really great that that works. Yeah. That, I think, like, if that is working, just it a is. reminder and like, that's. It that's is. Great.
0: I make sure that I, you know, that he looks at me and I'm just kind of like, we're good. You know, mm-hmm. like, you're with me. We're not going to yell. We're not going to freak out. Everything's fine. Let's take a breath mm-hmm. and just be chill, you know, and I'll just keep my hand on his leg until he just, you know, and he will, and he'll breathe and he'll do breathing exercises. Just kind of like, okay, you know, just yeah. kind of breathe it out a little bit, you know, and then I'll just kind of, you know, rub his back a little bit and like, we're good, man. Like, you know, we, we're, we're loose. We keep it loose. Let's have fun. Let's be chill. Like, you know, I mean, we, we can get serious when we have to get serious. If we need to talk about things, we can, but you know, just this, this yelling at your brother, because he said something you don't like, and then he yells, then it's just back and forth. Like, hey, when you're with me, we're good. Like, we don't have to do this. And like, maybe that's the wrong message. Maybe it's not. I mean, I feel like it's important to stress it just because I'm having to counter what she's saying to them about me, you know, so
1: you don't, uh, this is, I mean, I'm very concerned that I see budding narcissistic traits in my daughter so you don't see that at all with your kids yet or hopefully not at all frankly for you
0: I think I see I don't know what I see I just see my sons being my my older son specifically my younger son I think is just like he's more like me Mm -hmm. I really do think my younger son's more like me and I think that eventually that's going to play a big role in him getting more um shit from her yeah um, later on, but I think he's still at an age now where it's not as bad, but I mean, she's mentioned it many times, you know, before I even moved out that he's more like me. Um, also he looks more like me apparently, according to other people, you know, and that's always been a big thing for her. Anytime anyone would be like, Oh my God, he looks so much like his father, you know, she would freak out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you, I'm sure you're familiar with that. I'm sure you've gotten that too, where if like they say, you know, your kids look more like you, then he gets all pissed off like it's a competition everything's a competition i don't know how many times it was just like i can't believe they would say that he looks more like you he totally doesn't look more like you he have you seen his eyes have you seen pictures of mine and then she'd go and dig up pictures of her as a child dig up pictures of her grandfather of her mother and be like look at that nose look at that nose look at those eyebrows look at this look at that i'm like okay What, what you know like i know what i see i remember my pictures like i know like I mean, multiple people saying this, they're not just saying this, like they, right. they, they see it, but whatever, like you want to make it a competition. Yeah. I can see how they look, you know, he looks like you, whatever, like, it just, shut up. Like, like, why are you digging up yes. pictures? Oh, it's so stupid. But anyway, yeah, I think, I think that my older son is having just tolerance issues and patience issues. Mm-hmm. And I think that he is developing a little bit of the, the vanity thing, you know, mm-hmm. like the, um, I think part of it is just being a teenager. But the other part of it, I think, is that she's really critical of other people. Yes. You know, um, really critical. Like you go out to, you know, even for a drive, and I just, you know, she would just criticize people the, the way they drive, the way they look. If somebody's walking down the street, like, what's that person wearing? Oh my God, look at them like where are they going like there's always something to say you know you go to a wedding everyone's having a good time and she's just there critiquing like the dresses and critiquing this and critiquing that and like oh my god why would they wear those shoes why would they put the Mm -hmm. groomsmen in those ties like oh they look awful why is that girl wearing a backless dress like she looks like such a slut like just saying all these horrible things about people just
2: no joy no no joy. joy
0: and i'm just like let's just have fun I'm yeah. really have fun. And then it's just like, oh, she looks oh, like, who's that? Like, and if I would talk to somebody for more than five seconds, I'm ridiculed like for not giving her the attention. And it's just, it was just like a constant stressor. And I'm just kind of like, I got to a point where I didn't care. You know, I yeah. just knew it was coming. I knew that there was going to be some, some, you know, pushback, no matter what I did, I didn't want it to happen. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew it would, you know? Yeah. So I mean, but I see I see those types of traits in my younger. My older son when he talks about like video games and different things and it's like, oh, why does this person have to do this dance when he like snipes me in this game? Like why does this person have to do this or that? Like, oh, that's so lame. Like they're such a loser and I'm just like, dude, what are you talking about? Like you don't have to make fun of people like, for whatever skins they pick in Fortnite or whatever, you know, the, the way they choose to show their emojis or emotes, emotes, I'm so old.
1: <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. So you're fine. And
0: it's okay. No, it's just, it's just random things in like video games. Yeah. And I didn't know any of it either, but I chose to like invest myself in his reality because it's important to him. Um, I don't play him with him. He begs me to, and I try to, and it's just like, I suck at this too much, but I'll watch you, like, I'll watch you. <laughs> Like, you know, because I want to know what's going on in your life, but he just sits there and just ridicules and criticizes other people on mm-hmm. YouTube videos and other things. And I'm just kind of like, you got to be careful with that. Like, mm-hmm. you just take a step back. Like, oh, okay. You don't like the way they said something like, that's fine. You don't have to like the way they said it, but like, why are you being so harsh? Like, you yep. don't need to be that harsh, you know? And I think he realizes that like, he'll come out of it and he'll be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I am being too harsh. And like, pardon yeah. me. just Yeah. Part of me just wants to be like, you know what? It's not your fault. Your mom sucks. Like (laughs) the reason you're like this is because your mom's like this and she ridicules everyone. So you feel like you're getting that acceptance from your mom by ridiculing people as well, because she'll just jump right in with you. And like, you both can have like a bitch fest about stuff. And and that's not the way I communicate with you. Like that's, I don't say that to them, obviously, but that's, that's kind of the, you know that mindset of just like this hate he just have, it's kind of spewing hate and mm-hmm. i feel like it's you know unnecessary and so i'm kind of like like i said i'm just unbucking his brain basically every time i'm with him you know so
1: every little bit every little bit helps i mean yeah yeah um, i i i worry about my daughter i worry about her a lot but yeah. that's an entire conversation <laughs> that's a separate one but
0: yeah yeah And we got time, you know, do you you ever feel like you see different things in the personalities or is it too young still?
1: Uh, Well, she's six now and I definitely do feel I'm I'm really, really worried. Um, I got her into play therapy. He agreed to it because he thought it was about his mom's death, which that also happened after I decided to leave. Um, So there was a lot with that as well. Both of his parents passed away. so yeah, I, I got her into play therapy when she was four. And then with COVID you know, play therapy over a computer with a small kid is not doable. So yeah, she's, I mean, there's a lot of issues with lying, a lot of lying, um, lack of empathy. I, I, I worry a lot. Um, we, you know, we try to have conversations and sometimes she, you know, she comes around, but if it's, it, I didn't really notice it. I knew she was always like kind of, kids have personalities. I mean, people are born as they are. And um, you know, she wasn't ever like a, a cuddly kid, I guess. And I didn't realize that she really wasn't until her brother came along and I saw his personality is very different. And um, as he's gotten older, he's now four. So it's four and six now. I've realized that, like, that she has some pretty significant gaps in empathy. Mm. for a kid like if for her, 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 her brother her. is able yeah. to achieve that level of empathy like he can come or he'll come you know he'll have a, a fit he'll throw something he will be mad right and then he'll come around and he'll genuinely feel sorry you right. feel sorry that he did he's sorry for the person she very rarely gets to that point
2: mm.
1: it's frightening actually um and i i i don't know i don't know what to do because i at the same time you know we go to therapy i don't want to I don't wanna say too much. I don't wanna say really anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, do you ever talk to the therapist one-on-one about those? I mean, I'm sure you do, right?
1: I did, well, yes, I did get a couple sessions. Well, not a couple, a couple minutes because with the therapist, every single time the kids went to therapy, he would insist on being there and would come into the room every time.
0: Oh, overbearing.
1: Yes, yes, he, Uh, the kid, literally the children could not go to therapy without him in the room. Because he's very important. Um.
0: <laughs> and then the therapist allowed him to be in the room during the therapy. Yes.
1: I don't know. Maybe now that she's six, if we can ever get back in there. Um,
0: you know, I know my, you know, my kids have therapists. They have a play therapist, and the parents are not in the room during during the therapy sessions.
1: I need well. I need a better therapist then because that that like, but I think part of the reason he allowed it is because he felt like he was able to control the situation so much. Right. Um, So then I wonder if he would allow me to get a new therapist for them post COVID. Yeah. It's another thing on the list. I also think my daughter probably has um, some kind of maybe ADHD. I, I don't, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but there's little like, you know, there's definitely something there. She's getting in trouble at school. um, Definitely struggles to, Attend to things, and um, I, I, you know, I figure let's let's get her evaluated. Worst case scenario, I'll I'll spend the money, I'll pay for the evaluation. I wasn't even going to ask to split it. Um, I'll pay for it. Let's just let's just go with it. Like I know the kindergarten teacher has expressed some concerns. I have some concerns. He, of course, doesn't see any of these behaviors and doesn't understand. But said, you know, I'd be willing. Okay, great. Yeah, you look into it and you let me know. But then. Um, I pissed him off because I didn't do what he wanted to do like a week and a half later about something completely unrelated. And then um, of course it was, no, you may not get her tested anymore. Um, I was told that since it is, um, to <laughs> men, I had to get myself diagnosed with ADHD first, and then he would allow for her to go through the process. So I don't know. I haven't even, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's just too much to really.
0: So many hurdles. Yeah. It's pick your battles, you know? Yeah. One, 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 one step at a time, really.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I worry about my daughter a lot. I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Cause I mean, as much as, you know, there are so many ways that you can model empathy and talk about it. Like I, if you don't,
0: if you don't have, don't you don't it have don't. it, you can, you can, yeah, you can emulate it, mm-hmm. but that's what narcissists do. They just right. emulate I it. I just
1: teach her how to be more manipulative. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Like, so it's really, really tough. And and, and, and you know, her, her little brother struggles with her a lot, I think because of that. And I, and then I also, of course, like I'm self-critical. I'm constantly looking at myself and I'm like, okay, am I projecting or whatever, like, my fear onto her now? Right, like, Is right. this real? Am I just seeing something that's typical six-year-old behavior and, like, I'm just, uh, I don't know. It could be, it could be, like, a, yeah.
0: you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I know, I feel like my, my son, my older son, when he was that age, was a little bit less empathetic as well.
1: Yeah. Um, and every you know, I don't know if it was
0: if it was to a, an alarming degree or not. I remember at the time feeling like he was in his own world. And I remember feeling mm-hmm. at the time that he was lying more. Um, he doesn't really lie as much now. Well, maybe not to me. I feel like he's getting more and more aware and more cautious of what he says to his mom. Um, mm-hmm. There's conversations I have with him about his friends. And I'm like, do you talk to your mom about this stuff? And he's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, I would never. You know, I'm like, yeah, you know, um, I'm just curious. Like I, sometimes I'm just curious. I don't ever call around on it. I don't ever question it. I just, I'm just curious to know like what the relationship is there, you know, but Mm -hmm. I feel like he's becoming more empathetic lately. Mm Um, well, that's good, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like he was, I, those were some concerns I had when he was, you know, six ish. Um, but yeah so it might be something that they'll just kind of like start to figure out like I feel like a lot of six-year-olds they're their own show you know they're in their own yes. show they're in their own world now they've got like YouTube at their fingertips and all kinds of stuff like you right. know like they it's more like the Truman show now than it ever was like <laughs> you know yep um I feel like I don't know there might be something I don't know I think yeah, I've mean, like talked a lot about um this yeah we've we've talked a while so (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you guys I don't know if you want to you know if there's more things that you think of that you want to go over at some point um if you want to just kind of call back or you know set up another time with an update um
1: yeah yeah we can do we can we can chat another time um I can talk about more of the contemporary tackling of issues
0: (laughs) yeah yeah either that that or if there's like certain things that like were really you know things that were probably the biggest you know things that that pressed you and pushed you the furthest you know Mm -hmm. Um, I mean between you and I I I I still haven't talked about like the sexual side of things you know Mm -hmm. Um, because there's a lot of sexual manipulation and abuse and everything else that goes on I just haven't Brought myself to a point where I can physically go there or mentally go there and just talk about it, but I feel like yeah, I, I need to for the podcast. I feel like it would be really helpful for people. I just can't go there. Yeah, I yeah. will eventually. Yeah. I just I'm not yeah. there yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you hear. I mean, I a couple of the groups that I'm in on Facebook, you'll hear like the nightmarish stories and like, and then you start to think about it and you're like, oh, actually. You know, mine wasn't that much better. Right, you know, it makes you cringe, yeah. and then you think, I mean, and, and then you know, the other side of it is, of course, and I, I honestly thought that I had become asexual, like I just didn't care. Yeah, and then realized actually, no, I'm not asexual, but
0: yeah,
1: it's yeah, you just went
0: through so much trauma and abuse that you just shut yep. off. <laughs>
2: yeah, yep. yeah, yeah it's sad
0: Ugh. yeah I mean, I mean I guess I guess if you want to come back on or talk about whatever or if there's things that start to you know fester or boil up that you want to kind of you know revisit yeah, no, yeah. I thought, I thought we had a, nice a really good I thought it was a really good conversation I thought we like kind of went over a lot that I haven't really talked about and then just you know just from your perspective and everything else I feel like because we have a lot of similarities it was more of a natural flow so I'm really excited this was great um I know I do have one person that I recorded um I was I talked to Matt earlier but oh, we got, good. Our, time, we got our times wrong because <laughs> he's on the east coast um or um, I'm sorry yeah on the west coast, the west
2: coast,
1: west coast yeah. yeah
0: yeah so he's in like the pacific northwest area so um mm. he said four o'clock and I said four o'clock but he meant four o'clock my time or his time which would have oh. been seven o'clock my time oh. I'm like I already have something going on at 7 so we he was able to talk to me at that time you know he's mm-hmm. like oh, I just dropped the kids off so we could talk but we just literally just chatted I didn't record anything Yeah um
1: oh so, his story just breaks my heart Oh my god it's oh my god.
0: It's, it's so intense Yeah we yeah. had a good conversation today about just like his upbringing and his background and um mm-hmm. his childhood and that was really even that was heartbreaking I mean yeah there's a lot that he's gone through and you know it's it's uh he's so strong honestly like the the shit he's putting up with and he's just like no nonsense he's like nope content no. nope let's do it nope we're going back again nope we're doing like he's not he's not pulling letting him get away with anything and I'm like wow you're so strong
1: like you know yeah, no that's well it it uh, I, I just can't my well would be dry yeah emotionally and financially my well would be dry but
0: and I don't really know who his support is. I mean, I guess I need to ask him that. Like, who are you, who's supporting, you know, maybe just friends? Because I feel like his yeah. his parents are both dead. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his his sister, he barely talks to. So I don't feel like he has any close family. Uh, yeah. So I'm just, I don't know. I, he's just pulling his strength out of thin air, man. This guy's just a superman. <laughs> like, he's not, he's not putting up with anything. No, um, and his,
1: yeah, and his, yeah, his situation is... Mm.
0: it's dire. I mean, I don't feel like it is as relatable because it's so extreme. But at the same time, I feel like maybe that's just my own situation. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like it's it's definitely relatable to others um, out there. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: you hear the nightmarish. Like, I don't know if you're in a lot of like the Facebook kind of groups and things like there. Like, it is unbelievable. Yeah. Like what what people have to put up with. And again, like that the courts just don't say mind
0: my problems. Yeah. I mean, I have an Instagram page for the podcast, but I haven't done much with it again, because I'm going through the court system and I'm like, still kind of terrified of like, you know, her finding it or anything like that. So I haven't gone too deep into social media, but, um, yeah, there's people on there. That's like, there's this woman that was like, literally like brought to within inches of her life. A guy choked her out and he mm. had like all kinds of like child pornography on his computer. Like just really, really horrible things yes, that were happening. And
1: they can't save their kids from these people. What and then, the
0: hell? And, and then she gets her kids taken away because she like yep. brought it up. And then like she ratted him out. And like when she found all the stuff on the computer, when she found out this was happening and then like she finds out her child's being abused, you know, by this man. And then she goes to the police to report it. And then they take away the kids and then she can't get her kids back. And it's just like, oh my God, you know, like, and it's, and she gives her whole story. Like, I mean, she's like, no holds bars, like telling his name, telling everything, like yep. every news report. Like, I guess it's like making news in different like areas in her local area. But I mean, cause it was a pretty big ring, I guess. And he was kind of like the ringleader of a lot of like really dark stuff. Um, like on the dark web and it's just, it's insane that story just blows my mind but um, I guess he's she's able to see her kid now with visitation and stuff like that but it's just yeah. like oh and there's just no like you can't you're, you're taking away like you did the right thing and your kids are getting you know taken away from you for it
1: yeah and and, and that that I think honestly one of the hardest things for me is that other people in my life who love me and support me will never fully because un- they don't have a PhD in narcissism and I don't want them to because I don't no. want them to ever like but they really can't understand yeah like all of that and I, I don't want to spend all my time ex- like telling these stories because and sometimes they come out like I'm big like, oh this lady she just got killed I can't believe like because I and they, they don't want brain. to talk about it but yeah. they don't yeah they don't understand how nuts it is because you want to have faith as an outsider you want to have faith in a justice system that will take care of kids right yeah
0: right and i feel like they protect parents rights more than they do children's totally uh, way too often and i think that's the the hard part they're they're too concerned with like making sure that everything's fair between mother and father when sometimes it just legitimately shouldn't be yes like they and they don't take into consideration you know yeah mean, I guess you can't get it right every time, but I mean, unless unless there's physical evidence, which I've even brought forth physical proof, I have (laughs) physical proof. It still doesn't matter. You know, then it's like, okay, here's this bullshit restraining order that we'll give you for like on a temporary basis until you come Mm -hmm. up with another agreement. And then we're going to dissolve this restraining order. Once you come up with an agreement now, now you're both guilty. Now you both can't do these things. So don't attack each other physically. Like, that's Thank not. You. <laughs> that's not even the part I'm worried about. I'm not afraid of her uh, at this point coming after me with a machete or something. I'm more. I don't want her t- verbal lashings. You know, no. she's got no. a sharp tongue and she knows how to use it. And you know, I I, I just want to be as far away as I can. But mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. all right. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep going. We
1: can just keep going. We keep going.
0: <laughs> now we're just turning into it's just turning into a band. It's going downhill for me. <laughs> and, yes, um, it is. It
2: is. Yes.
0: <laughs> it was really good to to talk to you. I'm really happy that we did this. So um, we got to do it again. I yes, mean, honestly, like whenever do. whenever you want to. So. Okay. All right. That wraps up this week of my episode for surviving a covert narcissist, my conversation with Risha, I really appreciated her coming on. Um, she seems like an amazing person. Um, I just had a really good time conversing with her. Uh, hope to have her on again. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I will speak to you guys next week. I appreciate everyone that's listening, everyone that's reaching out to me. Um, You guys are amazing. Uh, Have a great week, and I hope to be speaking again to you guys soon.